Hey parents, welcome to today's episode called Same Page Parenting. This is all specifically to do with uh, when you're creating the home plan, but it's also anytime you want to get on the same page as the other parent. I know this is kind of a big, big ask, so enjoy the listen. Thanks. Hello and welcome to Parenting Post-Wilderness, your guide to parenting struggling teens. I'm your host, Beth Hillman, a mom of five boys, including a post-wilderness teen and a life coach for parents. I will guide you on how to influence lasting change by first understanding the relationship-changing power of focusing on your own behavior instead of futile attempts to control your teens. Parents, the change begins with us. Hey, parents. I know many people ask me this question about how do we get on the same page as the other parent. I think this is one of those topics that I hope to continue to talk about because it's such, it has such a great need. I feel like I've got some ideas today that I'd like to share. I would love to hear from you specifically about this topic, actually. So there's my invitation. <laughs> so it's so funny Say page parenting, right? I think I can go along with this metaphor, but I'd like to clean it up just a little bit. So let's say, suppose we are looking to be on the same page. That's fine. But that doesn't mean we have to be aligned and agree on every line of that page. I'm going to offer that. So on the same page is an idiom, which means in broad agreement or sharing a common general understanding or knowledge. That's nice. Harmonious. Maybe <laughs> concordant, consistent, unanimous. Ah, I'm going to go with sharing a common general understanding or knowledge. I like that. I'm okay with that. So here are some ideas on how to get on the same page as the other parent. And this, man, there is such a wide range of um, parents out there, right? Some are married, some are not. And then everything in between, everything in between. So um, one of my first thoughts is when you're creating specifically a home plan with the other parent, um, gathering information first can be a really good idea. So one example is if one parent wants to boundary screen time and the other does not, there's so much behind that. There's so, there's so many coping reasons or reactions behind whether one person would or one person wouldn't. Anyway, here's some ideas. You could wait and see how your child or teen manages their screen time independently during phase one. And here's the thing, if they fail miserably, well, you can just implement, you know, a screen boundary during phase two. If they kind of fail, but you also notice them making an effort then maybe you see what they may need as additional support. So it's kind of tricky because a boundary may not be the best thing for them. It just depends on the child. But that's the idea of getting on the same page is no one knows the future. No one. (laughs) So parents come at this with, no, we really have to do this. Or no, there's no way I'm doing it. And the truth is nobody knows. Your brains convince you that they know the future because of what's happened in the past. That is very, um, very much like what PTSD does, right? It 
makes our nervous system afraid of the future because it's so caught in the past. I get it. I really do. I have it. Oh, and sometimes it's so hard to just to figure out like, oh my gosh, is that my PTSD talking or am I actually being thoughtful and cognitive? And is this a place where I can see what happens? And of course we want to quote, our brains are very good at learning from, well, sometimes, uh, learning from their mistakes. Well, who knows if that's true, but anyway, oh, we want to, we want to be open to the future to some degree. That's the idea. Number two, can you agree to disagree? I mean, what if you just simply drew straws to see which idea to try first? Again, you're just guessing because it's the future. So what if you just like drew straws? Okay, number three, can you have the parent that is in favor of the boundary hold it without the other parent's support? I know this sounds crazy and not very much on the same page, but well, it could be on the same page. If one parent says, you know what, I'd really like to try this. I'm willing to be the cop. Oh, I hate that metaphor, but I'll just say it. I'm willing to be, you know, the person in charge of this boundary. And can the other parent support that and not undermine it? I have seen this work. Fascinating. Number four, can you both be open to just experimenting? This is kind of what I was saying before. See what happens if you implement it or see what happens if you don't. The thing here, I swear, no one is right and no one is wrong. You are both guessing about the future. Number five, can you just simply let your idea go? Just like, hey, you know what? I'll concede. Let's try yours. Number six, can you be curious? This kind of goes along with the experimenting, but can you be curious about what will happen. Hey, you know what? Let's try my idea. And if it doesn't work, we'll try yours. Or, you know what? Let's try your idea. Great. Let's see if it works. And and you're just going to be curious. That's just a fun word. Okay. Number seven, do you have a heart at war with the other parent? I think some of you have heard me use that term. Um, I think you can kind of guess what it means, but if you have back burner issues or resentments, or even small things that are seemingly small annoyances, or any other hard feelings, I'm going to ask you to please try and sort through that and process those feelings before you try to come together and parent. I I know that's kind of a tall ask, um, and I would love to help you through that. It doesn't mean you have to agree with them. It just means you've done or are doing your work to process through your part as much as possible. Um, I know that can be a tall ask, a tall order, a big ask, whatever. (laughs) I know that's hard, but it is possible. It really is. So I can't wait to teach you more about that. Number eight, ask yourselves, what needs to happen within me to make this more about what is best for my child than me being right? That's a good one. I love that one. Number nine, what if one parent is undermining the other? So whether this is on purpose or not, this is extremely detrimental to the family as a whole, even a a separated family. If you can have a conversation, try and understand them. If you have tried to get, you know, get the other parent on board and nothing is working, the next step, possibly could be 
You may just have to realize that you cannot control them. And you're going to have to accept that they are who they are and that you can move from there. I think it's a really helpful idea to when you feel like trapped by the other parent, or maybe they're refusing to manage bedtimes when they're at their house or or whatever that looks like. I want you to do this kind of fun, well, no, fun it is, but (laughs) this thing where you really brainstorm options with yourself. And I want you to come up with like 25 options. And I want them to be crazy. You know, it can be anything. You can take out a magic wand. You can um, just do anything that sounds ridiculous. I want you to do that. It's just kind of an experiment. And then what you start to get is ideas that actually could work. And so I like to just, you know, got a notebook out and just promise myself I'm going to write 25 things. And I just, no matter how ridiculous they are, I come down to them. And then I start to get, once I get all the ridiculous ones, sometimes the, the normal answers come. And all of a sudden you realize, you know what? I have my part. I have my thoughts. I have my feelings. And I have my actions or reactions. So you really do have in control of a lot, even though you're also not in control of a lot. Okay, number 10. Are you playing good cop, bad cop with the other parent? This has everything to do with family dynamics and like the drama triangle, which I'm going to talk more about. But this is unhelpful. I have found myself in the bad cop position, feeling like a victim, like I was made to be there. But the truth is, is when I recognize, if I recognize I'm being the good cop, I know I'm in the drama triangle. And if, or if I'm playing the bad cop, I also know I'm in the drama triangle. Um, Even though the good cop might feel better, it's still unhelpful within, you know, a family dynamic, whether it's separated or not. So no matter what cop you find yourself as, you have work to do. Um, And if you are being a victim, if you feel, excuse me, if you feel like a victim, you have work to do. If you feel better than the other parent, you have work to do. Oh, I know it's so hard, dang it. (laughs) All of those are very reactionary. And so it's so easy for the brain, especially if you're like in the bad cop position, to blame the other parent. Don't you put me here. But the truth is, is you can get out without them changing. I have been there. I know it. You can. Um, That... That takes some effort and some work, but I can help you. Number 11, some problems originate, parenting problems, with one or both parents feeling they do have their child in their best interest. That's the problem is we're guessing and we think, no, I know it, it's my way. I know I, you just have to listen to me. I, this is how we should do it. That kind of thing. This can be an extremely tough spot. What's most likely happening If you find extreme behavior by either or both parents, like either super passive, which is an extreme behavior, or super aggressive, or demanding behavior, these people or you are experiencing a nervous system response, meaning that you've been triggered and are now fighting or fleeing or flighting to protect yourselves. Let me offer, you are not here to decipher or judge the other parent's response. Even though that is what is going to come natural to you. I 
I'm going to tell you a little story. Right after my son got out of wilderness and then we moved him, we found ourselves at a Tony Robbins Unleash Your Potential event. Something like that. Unleash something like that. Anyway, it was an incredible event. It was like a five-day, um, four or five-day event. We were gifted the tickets. We went to Chicago. It was so fun. We had an amazing time. And the whole time I sat there taking notes, note after note after note. And my brain quickly went to, oh my goodness, my husband needs this so much. Oh my goodness, my other kids need this. Oh my goodness, my son needs this so much. And just constantly thinking about how this could help you know, anyone else. And at the very end, well, I don't know, the third or fourth day, Tony Robbins says, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking all this information is going to be so good for somebody else. He goes, nope, it's not for them. It is for you, the person sitting in the chair right now in this room. And I about fell over in my seat. I could not believe that he knew what my brain was telling me, which was, you know, concentrate on everybody else. You're fine. That's just not true. (laughs) So please take a good look in the mirror. Take a good look at your own parent response to the other parent to see if this might be you that's being triggered. Do your parenting a favor and look in the mirror. Oh, I have to do this all the time. (laughs) It's hard. It is really hard. Number 12, can you take a pause to let feelings settle before you decide what to do? Like when you're parenting, right? I have to say we use this tactic a lot. This is one of my favorite things. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you know I talk about it so much. Take time to process your feelings. Your brain will not want to do that. Your body will not want to do that. It will want to remedy the situation by controlling somebody else, i.e. the other parent or your kid. That's what it's going to want to do. I felt it. I've done it a thousand times and I'll continue to do it because of my lovely brain. But what I'm also teaching my lovely brain is to take time to process something. It can take weeks. It can take days. And so what if it takes that long? Your brain will tell you that you're in a rush. It'll tell you that I kind of that you cannot wait. But guess what? You can almost, like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, wait until your feelings are settled. Wait until you can process them. Wait to decide what to do until you have your wits about you. Until your like cognition is back on and you can breathe again. And it literally, to me, it feels like. Um, feels like it's breaking up. Like my, let me clarify, feels like my determination to have things go a certain way. It sort of feels like it's coming apart a little. And that's good. That's what I'm looking for. Like, huh, well, I thought, I thought that's how it had to, I literally thought that's how it had to go. But now I see other options. That's what I mean by breaking up a little bit. Just kind of loosens. Maybe that's the better word. It loosens up a little bit. And I I like that feeling. And I wait for it. I, I want to try to look for it. <laughs> it is so hard. Man. It really is. Okay, number 13. I am going to be honest here. <laughs> this is one of the most difficult things, right, that parents of struggling kids face. Getting on the same page as the other parent. I don't care if you started with the best marriage of all time. Going through parenting a struggling kid can take 
an enormous toll on your marriage, on your personal well-being, and it has broken up plenty of marriages. So I'm going to just ask you, please, if you feel this is beyond your ability, please seek counseling. Please. There are so many gifted and talented therapists and coaches out there ready to teach you tools and perspectives and help. And if your spouse or parent partner is not ready for help, that's okay. You just go and get some yourself because you and you alone can make a huge difference. And I really, really, really mean that. You can move yourself to a counseling person's, you know, or a coach's atmosphere and you can do your own research. You can do your education and your own education. You can help yourself. You can, you do not, you invite the other parent for sure. If you feel like that's appropriate, but you don't have to have them. It's, it's, it's great. If they do, it's great. If they want to come, it's great. If they want to participate alongside you, but I'm telling you right now, they don't have to. So just know that you can do a lot of this work on your own. You can make a difference on your own. You really can. Number 14, remember your common goal or common understanding. Remember the um, explanation or the description of what the on the same page means, like we're sharing a common general understanding or goal. I thought that's such a good thing to just remember or ask, right? What are we doing here as parents? What are we doing here? And I came up with a sentence, it's very, very broad, and I love it, to healthily influence a growing brain to reach adulthood. That's it. That's what we're here for. We're here to help the younger brains grow up to be mature brains. The fun thing about that sentence is it has very little emotion to it. Because I took out some clarifying words like son, daughter, or any name of a kid, right? Even the word children hangs some emotion on it. So I thought, what if we removed the words that trigger emotion? And we just came up with this lovely neutral sentence. I'm here as a parent to healthily influence a growing brain to reach adulthood. So if you can find some kind of common ground like that, that might be a place to start with the other parent. Just might be the, just the place that you can get to like, okay, yeah, we're all trying to influence the brains (laughs) to reach adulthood. Amazing. Okay. Where do we start? You know? Okay. This I feel like is an ongoing episode (laughs) about trying to get on the same page as the other parents. Like I said, I would love to hear from you. Until then, uh, take care. Hope you enjoyed. Hey there. Thank you for joining me today. If you know a struggling parent, please share this with them. If you have any questions or want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Beth Hillman Coaching or through my website, BethHillmanCoaching.com. And remember parents, the change begins with us.